and hack the computer. You want to party like it's 1992? <laughs> so, Bob, yes. obviously what you got to do Actually, is, what it is, is all it's, the buttons on the keyboard. Oh, yes. I need more. I, I need another keyboard. It's I, 1989, and Bob is in a movie where it's the future, 1997, yeah. where Judgment Day has happened and the <laughs> robots have taken over the earth. You know, like what happened in 1997. Yeah. yeah. Alternate past, alternate future. And Bob needs to hack mm. into the government database. All it will take is some rapid typing. <laughs> oh, I have to bypass this. <laughs> like Don't call sh- me Bob. <laughs> call me Enigma. <laughs> Shape show up on the screen and that's like a door un- opens. Like Follow Arr! the white rabbit. <laughs> <laughs> I'm through. I'm in. Skull gif. Skull gif. <laughs> All right. You guys ready to start? Let's do it. I'm Zach. I'm Colin. And I am Bob. And welcome to the House Plants Podcast. We are here to talk about music, media, and the mission of Jesus. Ooh, we all did something different. Hey, Daniel, what else are we talking about today? I don't know. <laughs> everybody say hi to Daniel. Hi, say hi to everybody, Daniel. Hi, everybody. This What's is up? Yeah. this is Daniel Solfridge, our current guest for the day. Awesome. And, and uh, um, we are also going to be talking a little bit about trauma today, and that'll be very fun because we have yeah. a resident guest here who is, I would say, a somewhat expert, twelve year expert. But before we do that, we are going to do some worship. And because yeah. we are talking about trauma, it's only appropriate to do a hymn that talks about feeling good in your soul when you are trusting in God and it is well. Despite lots of difficulty. That's true. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. So um, let's, uh, yeah, let us sing the song. Now you wrote this arrangement. I did write this yeah. arrangement and I was going to say one of the things that I take pride in is that this song for me has kind of taken on its own uh, spirit, I guess you could say, because in a way it is very much a song you can sing around Christmas time because it does have lyrics from Emmanuel and things like that. But it's also just a good song to worship to. Yeah. Yeah, this is probably one of my favorite hymns, so I'm excited to hear you guys cover it. Yeah, we're going to do this great worship song. Uh, It's a good arrangement. I very much enjoy playing. And so here it goes.
Amen. That's beautiful. Amen. And nobody will know that I once screwed up in between there. <laughs> I, I screwed up the entire time. <laughs> uh, okay. Welcome, welcome again to the House Plans Podcast. We're so excited to have our guest on here. Our guest who we trust implicitly to give us the exact right answer. And if it's not right, then you know what? It's all on you, Daniel. Maybe it's <laughs> no pressure. <laughs> maybe Daniel isn't the right no guy. Pressure. Then, no you know? pressure. No <laughs> pressure. Maybe he wasn't good to bring on, I guess, if you know. All right. So we're going to be talking about trauma today. And first, before we get into our prayer, Daniel, let us know here on the podcast what it is that you do. Uh, I'm a mental health therapist here in Richmond, Kentucky. Very cool. And you said you've been doing this for 12 years? Yep, 12 years. Um, and, and now you have a practice? I have my own private practice. I've been awesome. I've worked with um, community mental health. I've worked in um, at a college, a uh, couple of colleges. Um, worked in different kinds of at, uh, venues, atmospheres. But uh, about two years ago, my my with the help of, of my great wife, uh, Christy, she really encouraged me to kind of do my my own thing um and i was pretty <laughs> unsure about it um but honestly god has really really blessed blessed me blessed us for it that's and, awesome to hear and i'm i'm so cool. scary so so now now we we got a glimpse a little bit of glimpse into daniel's uh kind of background here we usually have the guest pray is that okay daniel that's fine all right, Daniel. So we're going to go ahead and pray, and we'll just uh, let you take the wheel there. Heavenly Father God, I just uh, I thank you for this opportunity. I thank you for these 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 great guys that are uh, put this together and uh, continue to kind of use this medium to just uh, spread your word and just your your goodness, God. I ask you, Lord, that you would impart your your Holy Spirit into this room. Uh, help me to to answer the questions with clarity, um, to give information um, with um, with clarity. <laughs> and uh, God, I just I just ask you that you would just bless this time uh, that uh, that we have in your name. Amen. 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 I, I was just kidding before. We, we, we're not going to like grill you on making sure everything's right. We just, we like to have discussions about stuff that we're really interested in when we don't have the uh, professional uh, kind of knowledge that we desire to talk about a subject. We always have a guest on and give us an insight on it. Yeah, I'm glad we don't have to by ourselves <laughs> pretend like we're experts in trauma and mental health. And Absolutely not. <laughs> that would be pretty dangerous to listen to us as and, um, the experts. And you know the Cozarts. You've, I do. You've told me about that. Uh, Melissa, uh, I guess you would call her a colleague in, uh, that you guys kind of work in the same uh, realm. Uh, and we talked to her a few weeks ago. And so we're mm -hmm. kind of doing like a part two on mental health. But so... Uh, She's so a, much of she's a tough act to follow. She no, 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 no. Really. Well, <laughs> well, what, what's interesting is when I first asked you to come on, I, I, I was embarrassed to say that I didn't know as much about you about what you what you uh, help people with as I would have liked to because we do church together. Um, but uh, after our discussion and you explaining about trauma and some of the other specialties that you're in, um, it fits very well because with Melissa we talked a lot about kind of like. Uh, mental illness specifically, things that are potentially things that you're maybe born with or things that yeah. kind of come on uh, uh, directly, maybe even some of them that come on later as a direct result of, of outside forces coming in. And today we would love to talk, uh, have you kind of uh, take us through kind of what happens when there's a trauma early on that leads to stuff later and how we kind of, uh, you know, kind of look at that and approach that. Sure. And so... Um, and I know you're. I know you have other specialties, but maybe we'll have you back to talk about yeah. uh, some uh, some of the other ones that we talked about. <laughs> uh, but uh, so okay, so Daniel, yeah. you got your private practice. We talked about that. You're a new father. Yeah. Well, how old's Lincoln? He's he's low over two. So he's oh yeah, he's great. Are you are awesome. you absolutely awesome? Yeah. Let me ask you: Are you getting new understanding about mm. how to approach <laughs> things now that you're a dad? He's he he 
keeps me on my toes. I, I oh, yeah. I don't think I have any idea, like, what I'm doing, quite honestly. 12 years of <laughs> trauma counseling doesn't prepare you for having a kid. <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm, I'm thankful that I've been able to keep him alive for as long as I have. I mean, but no, he's he's amazing. He's just, he, he I don't know, brings me so much joy. And, oh, yeah. Like, dealing, doing what I do um, and speaking to people with the things that I that I, I talked to him about, I mean, coming home to him is is just, he fills my heart so much. It's incredible. So That's awesome. Cool. I can't wait for the day when yeah. there's a little Colin running around annoying people in the supermarket. May God I, have mercy on us all. <laughs> yes, that, that will be the apocalypse. There will be an yeah. old lady standing in front of the ketchup, and I just need to grab the one bottle, and I say, little Colin, go over there and just like like smack that lady on the leg or something like that. Get, get Be real obnoxious. So that'll be fun. That'll be real Christian too. That'll be yes. a Christian thing that I'll be doing. Real polite. Um, yeah. Okay. So uh, I have here, uh, I want to kind of get, give you a chance to talk about what you specialize in and it's okay. We can talk about everything. Uh, just, we may not tackle all of it. We're going to specifically yeah. talk about trauma, but go ahead. Uh, yeah. I mean, I, one of the things that I, that I try to help people with is just through uh, trauma recovery. Yeah. Um, I mainly work with, the, with adults in this area, adults who have, have experienced types of trauma, whether it be maybe through um, being uh, abused, physically abused, emotionally abused, sexually abused, work with a lot of sexual uh, abuse survivors, um, and have worked with some uh, people dealing with um, PTSD, post, post-war trauma mm-hmm. kinds of things, and helping them kind of walk through that and getting their life you know, back together so that they can live their life again. A huge ministry. <laughs> yeah, definitely. It's a very, uh, uh, very much. I can't emphasize that point. How how much we need people like Daniel out there. Yeah. Um, you and, view? Do you view what you do as a ministry? Oh yeah, yeah. I don't. I don't yeah. think that I could. I would. I don't necessarily think I could do what I do without having a call. And you mm-hmm. know, I've I felt that. That call, that calling while I was going through uh, my my counseling graduate school, I went to um, Asbury Seminary and got uh, in touch with a, a great professor there, uh, Dr. Mike uh, Sitzma, and um, through that um, he has there's a program called um, the Sexual Sexual Institute for Wholeness, and um, that's where the the call kind of began. Um, and I, and you know, I'm not gonna, we're not gonna talk about like certain things, uh, just because this is like personal stuff for you, but I know that you have uh, expressed to me in the past that you've had some own trauma in your past. I'm sure everybody has. Yeah. It's a certain degree. But do you feel like, um, maybe that was, uh, maybe another reason why you might've been called to do it? I mean, perhaps, you know, I can. There's some I can kind of um, relate yeah. to people yeah. and you know that kind yeah. of thing. Um, so so maybe, um, but um, definitely once you got involved with that program, um, you kind of saw that as like a definitely what you were uh, being led to. Oh yeah, yeah, definitely, Absol- yeah. absolutely. For me, like, and I've talked to Melissa and and other guests about this. For me, it was like I, I thought all I wanted to be was a rock star, <laughs> and I didn't have God involved at all. And then I went through school as a classical guitar major, just wanting to be like really good at guitar. Then my hand stopped working. Then God totally like rejuvenated and yeah. rebirthed me. And then I was like, oh, I, I know music. Can I use that for the church? And then, yes, you can. And so I would think it's cool as hearing people kind of like explain maybe how like God moved in while they're in the midst of learning this cool craft. You know, some people, some people like grow up in a Christian home and are like, I want to be a teacher. Yeah. But then I like the idea that you go in thinking, nah, I just want to have a good career. And then God's like, oh, but you could use this right. for yeah. me too. Yeah. So it's, it's really crazy neat. how God can redirect and then use your, your dreams as you pursue him. Absolutely. Cool. So since Colin did this to me with um, Samuel, we had Samuel on. Daniel, I want to know how you met Colin. Oh, yeah, do it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I think the first time we met, you came to play uh, worship. You at, set it up at um, the Brew of Hulk Center. Yeah, Zach um, set that up. Wait, cause, That's cause right. Julie yeah. Laszlo 
uh, was was had to had to do something, and you came in. And she was like the regular. She's on vacation, yeah. right? Yeah, 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 exactly. Zach, I couldn't me. be there that week. And she knew Zach. Yeah, and Zach emailed me and said, "Hey, I can't do this." And then I was like, "Oh, okay, oh, okay. I'm, not, I'm not really into church right now." And it worked out yep. so well. So that was that was like. And I was doing like PowerPoint. Or something. I scooched over near you and I said, Hey, you, you doing like the PowerPoint and stuff? You're like, I'm not doing it. I'm trying to do it. But I'm not. <laughs> yeah, I, I just got put over here for no reason. <laughs> like they expected me to be the expert at this or something. Yeah, it was, it was a very awkward. It happens at church. Yeah. <laughs> that happens so often at church. People are just like, you're not doing anything. Well, how do you feel about learning how to do sound tech or something? Anybody can hit a button. Yeah. Advance a slide, right? Yeah. You would think. <laughs> no, that, that's, the, that's the thing is like you, they make it seem so easy. And then you're like, wait, wait, what? what, what? Okay. So let's, let's dig in here. Cause, um, yeah, we had a long song and, um, I want to, I want to really hear from Daniel about some of this cool stuff. Oh, uh, well it's not cool, but it's, it's cool to l- learn about this. Yeah. So, um, trauma. Mm-hmm. So uh, I want to just say we, we we talked with Melissa a few weeks ago. Great episode, by the way. Go back and listen if you haven't heard it yet. Please, please, please. Yeah. Melissa is, is uh, not only is she really fun to hang out with, but like Daniel, she has like a uh, a, a unique uh, kind of approach to her career. She's and, very knowledgeable too. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. And so uh, uh, we talked to her about mental illness and, and suicide. Uh, we we talked about uh, you know certain pastors and. Um, why, why mental illness is so prominent, but today we want to kind of go deeper and get, and, and go back, uh, and, and, and really, and tackle this idea of trauma because I feel like, and I'm not an expert, but even I might know, uh, cause you know, uh, I have a wife who deals with some past trauma and I as well, my dad passed away when I was young and that is a totally different animal. I feel like in a lot of ways than what we uh, were talking about with Melissa. Now they are both mental problems, but, uh, this is like a cool little extra uh other side of the coin i guess you could say so first up in your opinion daniel what makes trauma trauma and how is it different than just regular stuff well um kind of this is kind of a question that a lot of times people will will ask me and uh, a lot of even clients will ask me well you know is this trauma is this is this what this was my point of view is that I don't define what trauma is. I can't. Um, I think we kind of do, right? Yeah, the, the person does. Hmm. The person who's experienced it does. That's interesting. I, I, I never thought of it that way. If I, if I sit there and try to say, okay, well, this is trauma or this isn't trauma, I mean, I, I'm taking that. I feel like I'm taking that away from them and I'm putting hmm. – I'm, I'm placing judgment on them yeah. basically to no, say that, okay, well, I'm sorry. Well, what you just described to me isn't trauma. It's, you know, um, and I, I don't see myself as, as the judge for that. So it, that, that would put me into a place that I'm, I'm not at all comfortable with. Um, uh, I don't know who told me this, but it's your job not to create more rabbit holes, I guess. Right. It's your job to, to, to help them understand where, where they're needing, needing assistance. Right. Yeah. And so it's funny, uh, in a lot of ways, you're basically a mirror, right. Would you say like, I mean, I I talk to you and you say, well, how do you, what does that mean to you? (laughs) Sort sort of with, with trauma recovery, it's, it's a little bit more kind of entailed than that. Yeah. Um, with trauma recovery, uh, that one of the things that I, I do is help guide them through their trauma story, help them guide through their yeah. guide them through their their narrative. Yeah. Um, which which I tell people it's like that it's not an easy thing to do. Um, so I'm a I'm listening. I'm a little bit more directive. Um, and even but but before that even begins, there has to be a lot of groundwork um, laid before we even get into their trauma narrative. I like how you said narrative, you know, how important do you think it is that we are able to like share the story of what we went through? Oh, I, I think it's, I think it's vital. Um, uh, I think you, there's a couple of precautions or or cautions that, that I put on people is that you can't just share your, your narrative with anyone. That's, that's, that's just not wise. Um, sure. So you've got to be able to, to really be able to trust yeah. and be careful who you share it with. But part of the trauma experience is that it robs your voice. 
um, yeah. from what had happened. And there's even there's even a lot of of research that that talks about how a, how trauma reacts in your your brain hmm. that the uh, the the part of your brain that basically um, can speak about the trauma is silenced. And so, so when sometimes people will have like a difficulty talking about something, it's because that part of their brain needs to be reactivated, needs to to kind of work again, to to kind of say it in a kind of simplistic way. There is, there is something that's like really freeing about being able to take something that's happened to you and have it like organized in your mind as a story. Mm -hmm. Like there's, I think there's a reason why, like we tell stories as people, yeah. You yeah. Know, it's like it's a way to like order things. And yeah. Um. So, so <laughs> I don't know if you know this about me, Daniel, but I talk a whole lot, right? So <laughs> really, <laughs> yeah. So no. <laughs> so what's weird? What's what's funny is that like it's kind of my power uh, that I have that like helps helps me. And so if I'm dealing with something that like, I don't even like comprehend or understand, I start talking it out with somebody like Zach or my Mm -hmm. pastor friends or, uh, you all. And, and by the end of our conversation, I have like some kind of clarity. Mm -hmm. Like it's, it's like I had to talk. You're an external processor. Absolutely. I am. And Jessica, my wife is kind of the opposite. Very internal. And you know that. Yeah. My (laughs) wife as well. She's a very internal processor. I like I like the times that Christy does t- like when she thinks about what she's gonna say and says it. I'm like, ooh, that was very profound. I'm glad that yeah. Uh, I just talk 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 talk, and maybe ten percent of that won't be like whatever meaningful. <laughs> but um, no, but what, I guess what I'm asking is, do you feel like in your practice you have to take th- like I mean, obviously you take a tact. Each person is very very different. So how do you how do you get somebody who is very very introverted? to, to open up about that. It's kind of, it's kind of interesting. And I, and I tell people all the time that like, honestly, I'm, I continue to remain very humbled and just very, just, um, awed by the fact that people open up to me. Um, I, I don't know what it is. I, I, I think it's, it's a, honestly, it's a God thing that people will come into, my office into the to the session and they've never told anybody anything but they tell me mm-hmm. and that is i don't know there, there's something honestly that it, it just gives me kind of chills every time um it i i really in those moments feel the holy spirit's presence in wow. that yeah um i feel like something is is really breaking um, uh, uh, chains are being spiritual chains are being broken and I can only give, give credit to, to God for that because it, it's just, it amazes me each and every time that somebody is able to kind of reveal this deepest, darkest pain in their life that has ever happened to them. Um, mm. and honestly, I, I don't do a lot to bring that out other than try to my best to make them as comfortable and to feel as safe as possible. Mm. Man. <laughs> that's, that, that, that's kind of, that, that's deep. <laughs> yeah. It, it, it blows me away. <laughs> yeah. So, um, uh, so Melissa discussed that, um, she can, she can use her relationship with God, uh, but it has to, be from a place where you discuss that kind of with the client is that kind of how it rolls with you yeah my my philosophy was with that or or point of point of view is that you know i can go where the client is you know um yeah the the thing about with with trauma that you have to kind of also understand is another one i didn't kind of mention spiritual trauma a lot of times very there's very overt spiritual trauma in which maybe a a father or a some type of guardian was like abusing this this individual and then you know they would be praying over them or oh, speaking scripture yeah, over messed them up. <laughs> and so it's just like you have to kind of really um 
walk carefully in that because you don't until you really get into the to there the might trauma, be a lot of resentment there yeah. could be a lot of issues with that so yeah. you have to have to be very very careful and so you know i'm even if i'm also even very careful if somebody appears to be more i don't know spiritual or they 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 talk about their faith and that kind of thing uh, i'm still careful on how much i kind of talk about you know my own faith um i don't want that to be imposing on them i don't want that to yeah. be a hindrance to them to so that you know they can feel free to to share what they they need to share uh, yeah. I don't want to at all even appear judgmental, even the appearance of ju- being judgmental. You, you mentioned the idea of, uh, I mean, the, the spiritual trauma involving spiritual matters. Do you tend to find, uh, or, or, or in, in your viewpoint, do you think that there are, are other uh, areas of trauma that are spiritual that don't necessarily appear spiritual? Maybe, for example, like, like, like PTSD or things of that nature, I mean, that aren't necessarily directly related to spiritual uh, situations, but kind of maybe there's like some sort of spiritual matters involved in that trauma yeah i i, I do i mean from from my my point of view i've I, i've seen it whether i can kind of go there with a the client or not um i still from my yeah. from my perspective sure. from my faith perspective that there is a a spiritual proponent to this um yeah you know something that has been a part of it that has you know, um, continues to, uh, have an effect on that, that individual. Yeah. Do you sometimes feel like I can't go into the spiritual conversation with this person, but outside of our meeting, like, I feel like I, I'm led to pray for this person or. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm always, you know, I'm, I'm always, you know, praying for, for my clients. I'm not, I, I don't think I've ever, well, maybe there's some, been some other examples. Um, it, very rarely, I would pray for them in in the session. But yeah, I'm always <laughs> yeah uh, praying for the the session or right. praying <laughs> you know praying that yeah. that God would use me, that God would mm-hmm. would speak through me, and and God has shown up in amazing ways in which maybe sometimes like He will give me a piece of information that you know they uh, to kind of give them more insight. Yeah. So, like, we're talking about, like, uh, a prophetic kind of thing from the Lord to, to help them with. Sometimes. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. awesome. Um, uh, we often we often try and compartmentalize. I hate that word. I can never say it right. <laughs> compartmentalize uh, kind of the spiritual and the career and then the, yeah. you know, the personal aspects of, of everything that we're dealing with. And I, I think that uh, it, it's a shame to do that because sometimes they flow so naturally together. Um, I, I just, uh, you know, this is a big question, but I just wanted to ask, uh, why do you think, in your opinion, why do you think trauma, uh, sticks so heavy with, uh, with, with people as opposed to, uh, you know, you stub your toe and you're mad for a day. Trauma is, is like 20 years of, of re- repressed grief. A, a lot of it actually has to do with how a traumatic event is, um, is is set into your brain okay. uh, there's actually a lot of research on this that a traumatic memory implants into your brain um very differently than a no, just kind of a normal type of of everyday memory um be because of that it whenever you're recalling a traumatic memory um it becomes very very different than you're recalling, say, you know, even a pleasant memory or, or good memory. So say, for instance, you know, sitting in this room right now, um, you guys are all kind of experiencing the, the sights and the sounds and the, the smells of, of the room. Well, a traumatic memory, when it when you recall it, it's as if it's happening right here and now. Mm, right. So it's like it's oh, all wow. happening again. Everything is. And so that's the 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 biggest difference in how it's it's kind of categorized in, inside your your brain in, in the memories of your of your brain you that's relive it scary. right yeah that, i mean you actually like, relive it yeah. every day when pe- people yeah. say they talk about 
their their trauma and they talk about you know having a a flashback like it's happening now yeah like a, a flashback memory traumatic memory it's more much more vivid you 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 see all the the sights and the sounds and the the smells and you know all all of that and you're reliving it as it's happening in the here and now because of how it's been placed into right. your into your 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 brain's memory and so um, this is this. Nobody has to participate in this, but I was going to go ahead and, and talk about just like a trauma I've had in the past, and and maybe just speak a little bit about Jessica. Um, so my dad passed away when I was ten, and when I was when I was woken up in the middle of the night, and uh, my grandma came and got me and was like, "Go, Colin, your dad's in trouble," and I ran out and I saw my dad like on the ground, and at the time I didn't realize, but he had already passed away. Like I just kind of woke up and saw and, and it was very traumatic because there was like blood and my mom was trying to like give CPR and, mm-hmm. and, uh, and it was just one of those things where that image was just like, well, that's my mm-hmm. image now for like the next 10 years of nightmares. And, um, and for me, I, I think if I remember correctly, I, for maybe like the first year I would wake up and like forget that he was like passed away. But then in therapy, it would like bring it out and I would get like really upset. And we went to like family therapy, like me, my brother and me, yeah. uh, my mom. And it was only then uh, like, you know, and so I talked it out and I guess my brother wasn't less of a talker, and, you know. And so uh, for me, I realized that unless I talked about it, I was never going to like get over it. And then as I grew older, I when I met Jessica, uh, she's very introverted but she had a lot of stuff from the past, a lot, a lot of bad stuff. And she never talks about it. It's very, very internalized. And she described what you just said about um, reliving it like the same you know, day. And for her, it was like what we talked about in the last episode about anger and things. Like, you know, she'd just get angry and I wouldn't realize what was going on. And so over time, I started learning that she was experiencing something. She called it like a rushing of thoughts, but for for her, I think it was like the PTSD thing. And so after years and years of not knowing really how to help and telling her to go talk to somebody, our pastor Jake was like, yeah, you know, tell her, tell her whatever you need to tell her to get in to talk to somebody. And it wasn't until she talked to this guy at EKU who told her to write a letter to a certain person that, that had hurt her in the past and talk about all of her feelings. That was like her only way to get it out. Cause she would never talk mm-hmm. about it. But when she finally did, yeah, she started that like slow bandaid mm-hmm. wound healing thing of whatever. And I guess what I was saying is it's very, very much what you were discussing, which is that, uh, it takes so long to just like uncover that stuff. It was like yeah. so, so, so long. And, uh, nobody else has to share if they don't want to, but I know everybody yeah. in this room has dealt with trauma like yeah. that. I want to talk about how, like how long it can take and, I think it's so much so that it can impact like further generations at times. Yeah. Because um, I'm always like finding out more things about my dad's side of the family. Like my grandma actually just recently passed away. And so like, you know, I'm talking and, I'm and like, we're, we're sorry. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> um, I'm hearing like more stories from like aunts and uncles and stuff about like, I'm putting, I'm putting the pieces together as I'm like hearing about like what had happened. But, you know, I always knew that my grandpa had died before I was born and that him and my grandma had gotten divorced. But, you know, it wasn't until a lot later that I found out that that all happened like very quickly. Like they got a divorce and then he got cancer and he passed away like really soon. And he was kind of, he had gotten like remarried like really quickly to somebody else. And she like took all the stuff, like all his money, all like the things that we would like remember my grandpa by. And so it's like, I'm like to think about how that's like affected them over time. Yeah. And it's even had like maybe small little influences on like me and my cousins and stuff like going forward. Yeah. Because there was like this big thing hanging over everybody's head, like all growing up, you know. Yeah. So it's crazy. And yeah, and yeah it, it, 
it can definitely be kind of like a multi generational thing, and just yeah. and just an individual, and an individual's own recovery. I mean, again, I'm I'm always my process is like, you know, I, if it it takes as long as it takes, you know, and it can take yeah, depending on the the person. I mean, it can take several years of kind of to 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 really get yeah. through the different trauma narratives and, and different trauma experiences that they've, that they've gone through. Yeah. It's not, yeah, a, if it's something not a quick is, thing. If it's, something is that big in your life, it's going to take a long time to work through it. We've all had, um, I don't want to put anybody on the spot, but we've all experienced our father's passing away and, um, we're all equally dealing with it in different impacted mm-hmm. ways. It's really, really hard. It's been different for every one of us. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And, yeah. uh, and, and I just, uh, I very much relate to what Daniel is saying. Sorry. Yeah. I didn't mean to just, yeah. uh, unload about myself, but you know, Daniel, <laughs> there's just something about you, buddy. <laughs> we're all just like, Thanks by the me. end of the episode, we're all crying. And it's like, <laughs> Daniel's like, I didn't do anything. I was just talking about trauma. Yeah. That's how it works. <laughs> that's how it works. Yeah. And so we talk, okay. So I'll go through some of these cause we already talked about a lot of this stuff. We talked about, um, how, how God plays a role in your ministry, which is awesome. And we talked about the spirituality of trauma. Let's talk a little bit more about that. Um, would you say that trauma itself could be a spirit. And what I mean by that is a lot of people will use the word like a spirit of depression, mm-hmm. a spirit of trauma. Yeah. Um, do you feel like there is any kind of spiritual warfare happening when trauma is taking place? That's <laughs> a, that's a, I, I know it's a huge question, it's, man. It's, it's really, it, let me rephrase it. Cause I don't no, want you but to, I, I get it. I know yeah. I, you don't have to rephrase yeah, yeah. it. No, okay. I'm just saying that's, that's a lot to, to unravel, to unwrap. Uh, and the short answer is yes. Uh, I, you know, I, I, I do, I, I do believe that, that, you know, if you, in the, there is this, there is a spiritual world out there. There is a, there is, um, there is an enemy out there that, that is ready to, to devour and will, would do that in any way they possibly, he, he possibly oh, yeah. can. Oh yeah. Um, and whether that's, you know, through, you know, um, uh, through drugs or alcohol or, you know, um, more overtly like, you know, overtly like a, a witchcraft and things like that to, to things like dealing with, with trauma and depression and anxiety. I mean, yeah, there's a, there's a spiritual component to it. Yeah. Okay. So, um, we've talked about, uh, some, uh, some spiritual aspects of trauma, which I'm, I'm glad you mentioned that because, um, there are a lot of people out in the world who, who think very, very much that everything that inflicts you is a spirit. And then there are people that think that it is all physical all or physical. psychological. Yeah. And I think both, I think I'm not at either side of that continuum. And I don't, I think, I, I'm yeah. like I don't the, think we can the, operate that middle. way. Yeah. 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 I just think, I, I think that, uh, and we talk about this in church a lot, you and I, and, and Jason and Brian and all of them, uh, we, we talk a lot about how, uh, you know how much of this is is uh, directly spiritual and God uh, contributed, and how much of this is just a guy being mean or guy having. You yeah. know. And I really do think I think that if we don't include both at the same time, because Jesus was both man and God. I mean, I think we deal in two worlds that are both intertwined. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, you think about the fact that we live in a world that's broken by sin, and because of that, there are just problems. I mean, sometimes some of the things that happen to us that are bad are like sickness and disease. There's a result of that. The world's just like broken. But I think that the enemy would use any yeah. opportunity oh, that yeah. just stems from that. <laughs> Even if the enemy is not out there causing it all the time, maybe he's not. He's not that powerful all the time, right? Right. But... He's, not compared to God, he's not. No, but the the evil forces out there are opportunistic. Any way they can just, you know, get back at God a little bit, they know they're not going to win, right? And I also but, think that's why, I mean, and that's why we're seeing more mental health issues in, in ministry. And, and I don't want to get too uh, world scale on this, but I do think that the second you step into ministry, like Ken yeah. says, you get that target on your back and then suddenly yeah. you're getting attacked because I think that, and this is 
something I now agree with is that when you're doing what God wants you to do, it makes the makes the enemy angry. Yeah, <laughs> and so it's tough to uh, <laughs> it's tough to be uh, completely blindsided. But if we prepare ourselves and we know uh, who we're working for, yeah, I think it can be good. That's true. So, okay, um, we talked about like the kind of spiritual aspect of this, and then one thing I wanted to come back to from before was you had mentioned that it takes some time for people to tell that story. Yeah. Get the whole thing out. Yeah. So you had mentioned that trauma basically blocks. It's, blocks, it's, the vo- blocks your voice. Keeps you silent. So in the cases where that is the case, how do you even get people to come in? I mean, like. Uh, I mean, if they're coming, I, I don't necessarily get people to come in. They come in on their own. Well, that's what I mean. I'm saying like, if you have somebody outside who doesn't even want to talk about this, how do they get the help? That's my question. And I know that's, that's not really your responsibility necessarily. I mean, honestly, I think it's about, um, being an, an encouragement. Uh, the, the number one thing, uh, that again, according to, to research has said is will be the, um, predictor of somebody's success of going through trauma. Yeah is how the first person that they told reacts to huh. their oh, story. Wow. Wow. Okay. <laughs> so That's if, a big weight. <laughs> if, well, it sort of, sure. but, but it, 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 you don't think of it as like, well, you have to be perfect. Think of it as you have to be understanding. You have to be empathetic. Sure. You have to believe, gotcha. believe them. Uh-huh. Um, a lot of times when maybe a, a child has experienced something and they go to, uh, a parent and they they tell them and maybe that re- parent reacts in a way is like oh you're you don't lie don't you're yeah you know don't say you yeah. know don't say these bad yes. things about this person you know this like not believing yeah. them or even worse like <clears throat> chastising them for it just get over it yeah just get over it or it wasn't, Grow that, up. Big, it wasn't that big of a deal you the know absolute, that, yeah. that kind of thing but if you are empathetic if you are if you're believing them if you kind of take, you know, to take their hand and help them on the journey, that has been shown to be the number one predictor wow. of how well they will and, and how well they'll they'll be able to, to go through the journey. That's Man. Um, and so it's not about giving advice, right? No. It's actually probably not a good thing to do no. if you're just a no. It's just it's just listening. It's just like with any any yeah. kind of thing, like whether it's a trauma or, or yeah. grief, or you know, you had mentioned that you had lost your your grandmother. I mean, that the, probably the last thing you want at that point is somebody like telling you a bunch telling of telling you what you should you should do. do or shouldn't do yeah. or whatever. Right. That's I mean, sometimes you just want somebody to to sit in the same room with you and just yeah. be quiet. <laughs> right. Zach did that for me once. Do you yeah. remember? Yeah. I, I broke up with Jessica and I was like super upset. And Zach s- sat up with me all night at the BCM and just yeah. let me like rant about things. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you broke up with her? No, she broke up with me. Oh. <laughs> I was like. No, I'm not that dumb. <laughs> I'm dumb, but I'm not that dumb. <laughs> no, this was a long time ago. Yeah. But uh, this obviously, was. Yeah. Uh, obviously, it, yeah. it turned out well. <laughs> it turned yeah. out very good. But but Zach, he's right. You you were there. And, 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 and I feel like uh, there's other times I've been there for you and, and Bob has been there for us. And uh, it, my my fear, my fear is saying saying the wrong thing. Like yeah. I, I would be so afraid to. And I think because of that, that makes you a good person to have somebody tell you their story. Oh, okay. Because you can be empathetic and you be careful about what you're gonna say. You're sure. not mm-hmm. the last thing you want to do being married has taught me this. The last <laughs> thing you want to do sometimes is try to fix somebody's problem. Oh I'll preach brother. Hold on though. Yeah. Hold on though. I'm a guy though. It's true that we are guys, <laughs> and because we're guys, we know how to just fix a problem. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. We like yeah. the straight line answer. Like it's oh, great. you're sad. Stop crying. Then. It's great when there's like step by step 
ways that you can just make yourself feel better. Love it when that happens. Just get, just start, quit, quit crying. There, there's a great video of this woman with a nail in her oh, head. Dude, I love that video. <laughs> and I, and I, and I, what's funny is I showed Jessica that and the, her first reaction was first anger and then being, and then by the end of the video, she was like, okay, yeah, that's, that's basically what we do. <laughs> that's basically how we do, how we do most things. Yeah. I, but I think it's real similar with, with trauma too. Like, it's the same thing like you can't just be like I know what you need to do let me step in and just fix this yeah sure and I mean and it's it's more like and okay so Jessica Jessica had a request that I ask you about this okay because she said that she had experienced some of this she said whenever you're dealing with something and you might think about talking to somebody you also the for her she felt like Nobody else could understand her and she became very, very isolated about it. Mm -hmm. And part of that was, I guess, like she had, you know, she maybe had like confided in maybe her like friend or her parents or something. And then, like you said, they may have reacted uh, maybe not of their own, like without even knowing. So they might have reacted in a, in a strange way. Uh, but for Jessica, she felt very isolated. She felt like she couldn't. Um, she didn't think anybody else had really gone through what she had gone through. So how could they understand and so it was nice for her to find out from the person that she talked to that that person had also been through something. Mm. Do you find that that's the case when you talk to people? Okay. So a, 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 couple, a couple of things is that no one's per journey or, or personal experience is going to be the same as the other. Absolutely. I mean, that, that's just, it's, it's just never going to, going to happen. And you know, I, I, I never uh, even slightly pretend that I've know anything about like what they've what this person across from me is is has gone through. I mean, I can't. I you know I try to to do my best to be empathetic and to um, to show a understanding, to show you know a really kind of a non judgmental stance. Um, you know. Um, it, now, with that said, there there's sometimes some similarities with different experiences and how people react and that kind of thing. <clears throat> there's a great book. It's called The Sexual Healing Journey by Wendy Maltz. Okay, Zach. M-A-L-T-Z. We'll make that a, a episode notes uh, thing because uh, whenever there's a books reference or anything, we always like oh, to tell people yeah. to check them out. It's it it's probably the the best book that I've ever kind kind of come across um, that can really help people to kind of unpack what they're going through because the, what the book begins to do, and for a lot of people who read it, they'll be like, "Oh, is that that's why I do that? It's because of my trauma. Yeah, it, that's why I." act this way or behave in this way. It's because of my trauma and yeah. things, their world begins to make a lot more sense. Um, you don't feel like you, you're so completely lost that you don't even know what to do with yourself. You might have a good direction at that point. Yeah. You don't feel as, as completely just, I think a lot of times people feel com just completely uh, broken and yeah. just yeah. like you said, lost. And so this book really helps them to kind of, see okay see their their journey see that other people have experienced their journey in some ways again it's it's not going to be it's not going to be exact it never will yeah do you feel um do you feel like in a lot of ways um that like so uh, one thing we asked Melissa is if if you're a person with with a certain belief system you may rely exclusively on God and not ever feel like you need to go talk to someone or vice versa um do you feel like I guess what I'm saying is do you feel like people who are in that situation is it always good to see a professional Versus just relying on God. I already know the answer to this question, but you know what I'm trying to say. <laughs> um, I I think I know what you're you're trying to ask. Yeah, um, I'm sorry. I no, you're weird. you're fine. I it, the the thing about it is like 
I always find it interesting that uh, it, these individuals who like, well, I just need to pray more. I need to read my my Bible more, and you know, do those things. But but Scripture talks about like seeking counsel. Yeah. Scripture t- Scripture yeah. speaks about like um, being in 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 good community, um, and uh, it, it always p- kind of perplexes me that you know, oh, I can just you know, all I need to do is pray more, but read my Bible more. Well, okay, well let's let's dig through that. Let's let's yeah. look at the scriptures and what it and sees what it says. Like when people, you know, are getting in in trouble or they need need more advice and you know that kind of thing. Do, do you view that as a product of our uh, hyper individualistic society, or is that or is that maybe putting too much, or or is, or is there something deeper going on there? I I look at it as is kind of when it when somebody want is, is saying those kinds of things or it, that they um I look at it as maybe a, a kind of a fear quite mm. honestly yeah mm. that that you know they're very unsure of themselves very very fearful uh, of maybe of a, quite a few things maybe fearful that you know, if I do more than this, well, what does that mean about my faith? Does that then, do I then question, right. am I then by going outside of like scripture or prayer or that kind of thing, am I going outside of God? And is my faith then, then isn't where it should be? Maybe there's, there's a fear there. there maybe there's a fear of like, oh, what am I going to find if I do go outside of this? Um, yeah. uh, and, and then sometimes it's it's also like a comfort level, you know, people, there are certain people who are just comfortable with that. And anytime they kind of do something that is outside of their comfort zone, their comfort mm-hmm. zone that, that change is, is in and of itself is scary as well. Yeah. I can it's, understand that. It's, um, it's funny too. Cause, uh, when we, when we think about it, um, I just want to say this, here's what I'm going to say. I may not be an expert at everything, but I feel like I'm a very experienced in this particular thing. And that is that I think God works very, very well through other people in your life. And so as an extension of God's hand, I think people, especially people like Daniel, who, who, uh, do ministry for the Lord, that it is absolutely, you're still in the kingdom when you go and talk to somebody because it's God using that person to help you like God can heal you through others. God, I mean, counsel specifically what Daniel said, uh, you know, I can't count them. I can't count how many times in my life I have been just totally broken up and then gone to somebody I know is living a righteous life or has like the kind of wisdom that I just lack in that moment. And then I just get the, you know, and I just know like God kind of put that person mm-hmm. in my life. I know God put the people from our church in my life, obviously, uh, I got some good news recently, which is really cool. And then, um, you know, so I, that's what I mean. I think that anybody who feels that way, maybe they don't understand that, that God can work through a therapist. God can work through a, uh, would you call you, are you a therapist or a counselor? Synonymous. Okay. Good. <laughs> I know there's a difference between a psychiatrist and a psychologist, yeah. Yeah. but as far as therapist, counselor or anything else or a shrink, I don't know <laughs> what you would say. Shrink is usually <laughs> psychiatrist, but. Okay, cool. Yeah. <laughs> That's fine. Uh, so, uh, okay, great. Um, so I may just go through a few scripture here. We, we, I mean, definitely there's other scripture here, but this one just kind of spoke out to me about um, kind of, you know, seeking the Lord and what that looks like. And, um, and it doesn't have to be that a prayer can be going to a counselor as well. But in Psalm 107, uh, verse 13 through 16, it says, They cried out to the Lord in their trouble. And he delivered them from their darkness. He brought them out of darkness and the shadow of uh, and the shadow of death, and burst through their uh, bronze apart. Uh, let them thank the Lord for he is uh, for his steadfast love and for his wondrous works to the children of man. For he shatters the doors of bronze and cuts into the bars of iron. And then in uh, Matthew eleven twenty eight through thirty, it says, "Come to me, all who are labor and are heavy laden." This is a favorite verse of Zach's because he has a song he sings a lot with this and there um and i will give you rest take my yoke upon you and learn from me and i will i am gentle and lowly in heart 
and you will find rest for your soul. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Now, that doesn't really cover trauma, but I do think that uh, as much as we uh, seek counsel, the opposite end of that is God. So I think it is a true both end. And I, and I think it's uh, it's good to remember that we have two counselors. We have uh, Daniel. Uh, so call him now at... <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, and we have God, and, you know. Yeah. So that's a that's an and important he's distinction. called a wonderful counselor. I would right? say he's definitely a wonderful counselor. Who better than a father to counsel? The counsel you and you tough dealing with stuff. Um okay, so great. Um <laughs> man, we we really covered a lot of ground. <laughs> um all right, Zach, do you want to ask him the big question we ask every guest? Oh, yeah. Um, do that. Uh-oh. <laughs> all right, Daniel. So you've been you've been around church. You've been around church people and church culture and the church um we always ask every guest this and you can take a few minutes to think about it if you want um what would you like to see changed about the current church meaning the church as a whole all of us um it could be something where we've got wrong or it could be something we're not doing that we need more of it could be something that we need to stop yeah, Daniel. Yeah. And make sure this is the correct answer because we are giving you points based on it. So. <laughs> Each guest is rated on a scale. We have like a private Excel, uh, what do you call it, uh, sheet, and it's got a graph on there. And um, yeah, so far, um, Aaron is the best. Uh, he said nine point five. <laughs> he did use the word exegesis. Yeah, he said he said exegesis of the scripture, so he gets a nine point five. No, I'm just kidding. Try to stay away from a bunch of jargon. No, I know. I'm. I'm glad you. Do. I, I'm glad that we have an eclectic mix of guests that all yeah. offer a different side of that. <laughs> um, this scripture I, I, I use kind of quite often in please, please do forms. Yeah. Uh, whether if I'm quoting it like um, verbatim or even uh, quoting it all at all, but um, in John five twenty two it says. For the father judges no one, but has given all judgment to the son. Uh, the biggest thing that I see is the the issue is that um, we rob Christ of judgment. Hmm. We will either judge ourselves or we will judge other people. And that judgment that we either do to ourselves or to other people destroys the love of Christ. And that... Uh, we are we are robbing Christ of that. We are taking something that is not ours, that is Christ and Christ alone, uh, of judgment, and um, we are tr- in, in essence trying to be Christ when we judge. Um, and I think that is by far the biggest issue that we have in the in the church today. Um, is this kind of this attitude that we can judge and whether we're judging ourselves or we're judging someone else. Yeah. Um, so do you feel like, do you feel like that, that kind of judgment comes out of, um, cause we talked about this last week. Does that judgment come out of, um, pride? <laughs> Remember we talked about this at church. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, I think, I, I think a bit, I think sometimes it, it, I mean, I, I think, um, said um maybe C.S. Lewis said um, the the essence of all sin is 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 pride and pride. Van- and vanity yeah. yeah yeah that sounds right yeah pride and vanity yeah pride and vanity oh yeah we yeah. actually we actually made a, a quote to that a few episodes ago and so, I thought that. yeah mm-hmm. and so yeah I mean I think like you know there there is a lot of a lot of pride in that I think there's a lot of a lot of hurt too you know yeah. it it kind of goes back because like you know, we can be our, our biggest critic. Right. Right. And so when we're doing that, we're, we're judging ourselves. Uh, we're placing judgment upon ourselves on, you know, am I good enough? Am I smart enough? You know, am I pretty enough or whatever, you know? And, um, and then we, you know, we hear it from the, the culture, uh, you know, mainstream like culture. And we hear it from the, the Christian culture as well. Man. Awesome. <laughs> That's awesome. Thank you so much, Daniel. 
for being on today. Um, You're very welcome. Thanks for having me. It's 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 been fun. It was awesome. What I really feel is going to be great is 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 getting to hear from people like like Jessica or you know there's a few people that listen to the podcast who I know of. Uh, dealt with stuff and it'll be cool to hear the reaction to to melissa and you and and just kind of get maybe some clarity on a few things and 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 with everything that like we said we always like people to go back to the scripture and really um Mm -hmm. um get don't don't just take the discussions word for it you know ask uh ask the lord uh but uh but yes thank you daniel so much for being here is there is there anything that we can uh tell the viewers uh is there do you want more business (laughs) hey um are you full up right now no i'm not i'm not i'm not full up i've i can always uh, try to make room and space for if you want to come to richmond kentucky (laughs) well i mean we have plenty of richmond viewers or listeners um so yeah if you if you need to talk to somebody and one of the things one of the things I know about a counselor is it's always good to see somebody that's not like directly involved in your your social yeah my, yeah I, it, mm-hmm. I, I really can't I wouldn't be I wouldn't do that with with you know anybody that I kind of know but um well or anything like that but I I would also say that you know hey if if you're not in Richmond Kentucky uh, that you know find somebody that you really connect with yeah, um, yeah. that's going to be the most important uh, aspect of of going through this journey is that you connect with uh, a therapist mm-hmm. um, and that you to to be able to 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 talk to about any issue, whether it be about trauma or you know depression, anxiety, any, anything at all. So if you uh, if you need to uh, talk to somebody and you feel like uh, uh, you're around this area, uh, look up Daniel Solfridge, and uh, I can say from experience, he's a great dude to do ministry with in church. Yeah, my, my practice is called uh, Living Well Counseling. Um, great. You, you okay. can uh, find me on online. Awesome. Thank you, Living Well. All right, great. And thank you all for listening tonight. Uh, thank you for tuning into the podcast. Uh, we just uh, appreciate all of the uh, comments on Definitely. Facebook. We appreciate all of the uh, love and feedback you've given us. Uh, and, and we thank you for listening tonight. Uh, we would encourage you to check out our Patreon or uh, just check out our podcast and rate us. Ratings are super important for us because we really want to know what you guys think. It's more about us uh, kind of having a community through the Internet, using the Internet for positive things. Yeah. Like community. Imagine that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And they, yeah. So check us out. Give us a like and a rating. And you, yeah, buddy. All right. Awesome. We will see you all next time. God bless. Bye.